Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which... I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with me, Rob Beckett, and... Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. How are you? Oh, that was very... You sounded quite statesman-like there. Yeah, well, bloody well, someone's got to in this country, am I right? (laughs) I was like your hype man, I'm your spin doctor, and then you bring home (laughs) some really harsh home truths. Too right. How are you, Rob? Um, yeah, not too bad. Morale's a bit better, actually, this week. Yeah, um, that's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> for us and the listeners. <laughs> We've just lost half our listenership. Well, the the, the, the potty trading situation is, uh, excuse the pun, loggerheads. Um, <laughs> where, don't excuse it, it's quite a good one, actually. No, <laughs> Forget I said that. Basically, cried once in the night, we got her up, she went, I wanted to go to the toilet, went to the toilet, put her back into bed, woke up dry nappy, yeah? However, right. instant nickapoo. It's oh. nickapoo 24-7, but we're making progress, so I'm sure we'll get we there. we get there. We'll get there. We'll, what will happen first? The pub's reopening, or <laughs> your daughter having a non-shitty uh, pair of knickers? That really is the big question. The thing is, though, I was like, you know what? It's the perfect time to do it, because if she does a quick poo in her knickers, it's so quick to change it and sort it out. Where Imagine being in the park or in a shop or a restaurant and that happens, yeah. it's like, you've got to go home. I would argue the perfect time to do it is after lockdown when I'm sending my two-year-old to boarding school for six weeks. <laughs> Dad just sending a two-year-old. Dad, 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 I tell you what was funny, though, this, like, the other morning was they're so sweet and innocent kids and so, like, everything's amazing to them where mm. the two-year-old did a little wee. I went, you're going for a wee? She went, yeah, on the potty. And she sat there. She started weeing and she just looked down and went, it works. And I was like, oh. yeah, that is oh. good, isn't it? Imagine not being able to have a piss all day. We take it for granted. We're worried about, oh, I want to go to the I, pub. No, I'm, I don't, mate. Every time I have a piss, I think it works. It, it still works. works. It still, works. It's still leaving me. Imagine that being in your belly all day. So um, my main issue this week which is minor compared to shit. You know, I don't know if your daughters went through the stage of games where they're just like taking all the magnets off the fridge or loads of one thing and putting it elsewhere, that kind of thing. Yeah. So then the game now is we've got one of those kind of lanterns you put a candle in that you hang in the garden. You know those things? Yep. And she's putting all of the cutlery in it. 
<laughs> so, so in the morning, she will open the cutlery drawer and then put every piece of cutlery within one lantern and then take it out to the garden. And I, I like, I'm thinking, well, I can't stop her doing this because obviously she's learning. She's but how doing she her get own into thing. the drawer? How? Or have you got it all lowered because of your height? <laughs> Yeah, I've also got in our um, toilet, I've got one of those urinals from a primary school for myself. <laughs> so so uh, she's doing it, but you don't want to stop her doing it because it's... No, because you feel like she's learning and she's doing good stuff and she's not What's watching she Sarah and Duck. Do you not, well, no, but she's not sitting in front of the TV, so you don't want to kind of right. squash her ambition. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So now all of our cutlery, whenever we need to eat, we have to go out to the garden and get it out of the lantern. Have you thought about putting, sort of have, have a secondary cutlery that you put there and she does that every day. And then you've got other cutlery hidden in a drawer she doesn't know about. She'd know, mate. You remember remote controller gate. This <laughs> is how they work. <laughs> My thought was be doing something similar where the other day there was sort of mud all over the, like, the, the patio in the back garden. Mm. I went, what's happening here? And they went, oh, we've been growing potatoes and we've picked them today. I was like, what? Yeah. And basically, they have pulled out, I'd say, 30 daffodil bulbs. <laughs> Oh, by no. the, the stem of it. So all these daffodils that started a month ago, yeah, yeah. basically you have to cut them, cut the tops off, and then they grow again next year. But as we've cut the top off, it looks like they're sprouting like carrots or potatoes. So they've just been ripping them out the ground and running around with potatoes. So I've got loads of ripped up daffodils. That's the thing, though. Do you, dis- do you want discipline? That's the wrong word. Yeah, but- I waterboarded both of them to find out who was the instigator. <laughs> And uh, now they know. Um, then when they're trying to help, do you know what I mean? So yeah. my daughter will help with the watering of the garden, but she's drowning these plants. She's not giving them the right <laughs> yeah. amounts. She's focusing on one and doing all of her water on that. And you're just like, do I write off this plant so that she feels like she's, you know, because she's, this is her equivalent of forest school at the yeah. moment. They, or they go, I picture a flower, and then what they've done is ripped out the bulb of, <laughs> of a plant that's yeah. not flowered yet. So you've just got this dead flower bulb, and then you can't tell them off because they go, but I, did, I picture a flower. But you want to go, no, you haven't. You've ruined the yeah. flowers. Yeah, this is basic stuff. You've got to learn. Do you want, I tell you, do you want, do you want it nice and pretty in the summer? Yeah, yeah. Well, stop fucking touching the plant. <laughs> but you don't say that. You go, oh, thank you. No, yeah, great, thanks, great. Thanks for that. That's three quid in my hand of dead plants. But also, you can't explain to them. You realise it's really difficult to get hold of gardening stuff at the moment because we're in yes. lockdown. Yeah, and then what happened is in the summer, they go, the garden doesn't look very nice. Well, let me tell you a little story about why the garden doesn't look nice. <laughs> two months ago, two little idiots were ripping plants out. <laughs> Do you want some correspondence, Rob? Yes, please, Josh. It's the lockdown parody mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. So we were talking that just there about replacing stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is an email called The Dangers of Backup Stuffed Animals. Oh, yeah. Gents, in a recent app, you were discussing... This is from Mark Beale. In a recent app, you were discussing the idea of having a backup for your child's favourite toy, stroke blanket, stroke whatever, as insurance against the item being lost. I thought it might be fun to share with you my personal experience with that and how it went horribly awry. My daughter Ivy is presently eight years old. When she was two, we got a stuffed tiger named Hungry Tiger that she loved very much. But he was small and she left him everywhere because she was two. Afraid we'd lose him, my wife and I bought two more of the exact same toy and hid them in our room, presuming we could just substitute it in. However, when she was three, she found the backups. Oh no. There are more hungry tigers. She was so excited. In a panic, 
I invented a story about all the hungry tiger brothers used to live together. <laughs> it's a long story about them searching for a home and eventually getting separated until a wonderful little girl named Ivy found them and reunited them. What I did not realise was this toy was in mass production for the next three years. And I'd set a trap for myself where Ivy believed that every one of them was separated from their brothers and it was her job to rescue them all. <laughs> She'd squeal every time we passed one in the store. And of course, we had to buy it because I convinced her <laughs> that they were all long lost brothers. <laughs> Friends and family found this hilarious, and Hungry Tigers started showing up in the mail. There are now close to 100 Hungry Tigers <laughs> in my house. Oh, I want a photo so much. I've got a photo for you. I'm going to send it over now. Oh, this is amazing. We'll stick it on the uh, Twitter page. Here it comes. Look at the amount of hungry tigers there are there. There's just different type of tigers, like ones that sort of went on a gap year and come back tiger. Yeah, there's, so there's like a, uh, there's normal hungry tigers and then there's like snow leopardy ones. Yeah. And then there's like big ones, small ones. It's absolutely astonishing, <laughs> the amount know, of hungry tigers. There's even a dog in there that looks a bit like the hungry tiger. So Ivy is obviously too young and gone, but it's, look at it, it looks like one. So they've got <laughs> a dog in a hungry tiger panic. Oh, that's amazing. The bottom row are their sisters, the Thirsty Tigers and the yeah. Hungry Tigeresses. Yeah. Centre position in the second row. It looks not dissimilar from, you know, like those photos when a football team's got too big a squad and they do their own, their, that photo of the full squad. Yes. Uh, centre position in the second row, the kind of goalkeeper position, is the Hungry Tiger number one who holds a position of honour wow. and reverence the among original. his brothers. The original. The OG. For being, in quotes, the first friend. <laughs> The branch features a few lion cousins and the thrills, chills and spills penguin family who shared their Antarctic home with the hungry tigers for a while during their journey. It's like a stuffed animal version of Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. <laughs> that is incredible. Oh, it's so good, yeah. So there we go. Um, I wonder whether they've also, by dint of the fact they kept buying them, it's meant that they've kept being on sale because the sales are so good. So they're personally kind of, keeping their own nightmare going <laughs> yeah. by purchasing all the Hungry Tigers themselves. Um, if you have any stories of buying backups and it going wrong, this is how to get in touch. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Now... This week's guest, absolutely brilliant comedian and actor. It is the amazing, and obviously a great mum, let's that be very clear on that, it's the amazing Kerry Godleyman. Kerry Godleyman, hello, how are you? Hello, Josh. Uh, I'm all right today, in this moment. <laughs> That's the attitude. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Kerry. Well, not see you, hear you. Oh, oh look at me. Sorry to interrupt the podcast live, but my daughter has just done a wee wee in her potty, and I'm going to have to give some serious praise here. Can I give you two seconds? Oh. Well done. Did you know wee wee your potty? Well done. Good girl. You're going to get some sweeties. Oh, it looks like you. Well done. 
this well, is one of the, right. this I'm is very sorry about that, guys but i was gonna that, say it's a humble brag but it's not even humble no that well, i can honestly this is all morning my daughter has pissed all over the house like a dog right <laughs> has, the, the potty training so far has been we've put knickers on her which she refused to have she kept on shouting i want an happy i'm a baby we got knickers on her. i've been giving her harry bow like a dog every time she's put knickers on or gone near the potty and she she has pissed her knickers seven times this morning since 6am so i am buzzing right now guys i'm high on life you know what? I'm reverting because I've started pissing around the house now. And I'm going the way. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry about that. That was that was such a thrill for me. With the world as it is, I mean, why bother potty training at all? <laughs> I was against the potty training, but my wife really wanted it to happen. However, today was the first day it started from like the morning because we started yesterday day. So I've been up since R5, just oh, basically oh. finding puddles of piss all morning. <laughs> oh, Rob. That's been my morning, okay? So that was quite a big moment. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't plan for that You're to right, be on right, the air. Right. But thanks, guys. Thanks. I just, judging I by, judging by when it happened, I'd say <laughs> that the problem issue is your presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as I left, she did it. Anyway, sorry guys, Kerry. Welcome. Let's get back to you, okay? So, you know, it's not about me this episode. It's your episode, Kerry. Um, Kerry, what's your situation? I've got two children, but they're well beyond pissing around the floor. They are yeah. ten and thirteen, so right. I'm in a different chapter to you two. Mm. Just as a forewarning, when you get into the teen years, I don't even know if she's in the house. The only evidence I have is here. Is that <laughs> are being eaten. Someone's eating. <laughs> <laughs> you sure Gary Lilica don't live there? <laughs> so I barely see her. She's in her room all the time, zooming her mates. It's really, it's totally different. It's like I feel for the people like yourselves with really little ones because they're with you all the time, but I have the opposite problem where I barely see her. I'm like, yeah. hey, do you want to come and watch an Anne with an E with mummy? No. I'm trying to find any opportunity to sort of bond with her where she's not interested really. So do you miss her being four? Yeah, I do. Do so you? I am quite a craft... I'm, I was going to say I'm a crafty person. But I do <laughs> like doing, like, making... I mean, I, to be honest with you, if I don't watch the news, I'm thoroughly enjoying this lockdown. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's sides of it where I've never been happier, and I'm doing all little projects and gardening and making. I made a rainbow collage on my own. Oh. On oh. Yeah. What, and then put it in the window as if your children had made it? Yeah. Oh, that, that sounds like a You've got empty nest already. They're only 13 and 10. Yeah, they've got other... My son's on his PS4. He wants to do that. And he's got other things he wants to do. Whereas I'm like, come on, let's embroider together as a family. Oh, my, I can't even imagine that. That's such a strange thing to hear when you're stuck in the midst of little ones in front of your face the whole time. Yeah, it's really different. I really miss sometimes when they were little. What, what do you think would be the, the best age to be locked down of the ones you've gone through? I think my son's age is a really nice age. He's 10. He'll do his schoolwork. Like, he's fairly conscientious. He's quite happy to get on with it. And then he goes on his PS4 and chats to his mates for a couple of hours in the afternoon, and I can just sort of ignore him. It's sort of like a nice balance where he still yeah. likes us and he's prepared to be with us, but he's not a constant sort of yeah. when they're little they they just need you the whole time don't they yeah, yeah. so what's what's the, what's the homeschooling situation like for the 13 year old the 10 year old you said he's sort of playing ball. You, 
I don't really have much to do with it. She does it all herself online, and it all goes through the school. And I, you know, I have. Um, it sounds like she's not doing it, Kerry. Yeah, I've got a feeling that it's not going brilliantly. But every time I try and get involved, I have. I we end up having a row. So I'm sort of like, do you know what? If this was the apocalypse, you'd be lucky to get a job with a Deliveroo. <laughs> <laughs> So have you had any big bust-ups then with your uh, teenager? Oh, yeah. yeah, we've had loads of rows, yeah. And anything in particular that's a bit of a sticking point that it's not getting resolved, it keeps cropping up? Me breathing, me waking her up in the morning. <laughs> so what, what's your schedule? Uh, I get her up. Now we're back at school. In the Easter holidays, she was sleeping until gone 11, 12 most days. I've been getting oh. her up now by nine, like with some attempt to have some structure. Yeah. And she'll get up and sort of get on with it. But, yeah, she'll do the morning. Both of them do the morning. They do their work in the morning. And then, to be honest, it's pretty much done by lunchtime. Whether they're yeah. doing it or not, I don't really know. This is the thing we're finding is a lot of parents who are homeschooling are saying they're just knocking it out in the morning. Yeah. Do you think schools are a bit long? Uh, I think a lot of what goes on in school isn't the academic learning anyway. It's all the other yeah. stuff around it. And that's what I'm feeling sad that they're missing out on, really. Yeah. The academic yeah. stuff, I just think it's, that's just data, isn't it? I mean, they'll retain that. Or can... Otherwise, if teaching was just about like learning information there wouldn't be schools they'd all be doing open university wouldn't they from age four yeah but like they need to go to school they need to see their mates they need to sort of have their little feuds even it's all part of their development but she said to me the other day mum why are you so aggressive (laughs) i'm like that's my brand that's my brand That's who I am. That's my USB. Yeah, Elsie couldn't be less interested in, um, you know, my comedy and stuff like that. I did, we we got asked to do these little clips, like, for your lockdown. We made a little clip. So we sort of did some comedy sketches and stuff. And hmm. she didn't get involved. She was a bit more interested in that. But yeah. when I was, like, trying to sort of explain how to do it, she was like, well, what do you know? I'm like, well, I do hmm. know. I work in comedy. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got quite a funny story about that, about parenting. It's a bit name-droppy if you uh, uh, suffer yeah, that. Yeah, that's all right. Um, basically, when me and Romish was doing the Shania Twain episode for our series about country music, we went a bit Shania Twain, and after a show, we was in the dressing room, like drinks there with her and all her family and friends, and her son was there, he's like 17, and he wants, and they live in Switzerland, and he wants to go to LA to be a music producer, right? And Shania Twain, we're in this weird conversation with Shania Twain, one of the, you know, the greatest selling female artists of all time, one of the greatest selling artists of all time, is saying to him, look, go to London, move to London and learn your trade there, and then when you get a bit older, then go to LA. You don't want to go to LA before you've become that like, formed as a person, right? Yeah. And uh, he went, Oh, shut up, mum. What do you know about the music industry? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything about production. And I just stood there. Amir Rubbish cracked up. And like, we're in the O2 arena that she just sold out after like, moving from a small town to Nashville to become this big star. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, kids will never. Never listen to their parents. Carrie, do you think your children are, like, proud of what you do? <laughs> they don't think they like me much. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't know about my daughter. I don't think... It's so hard to sort of navigate her 13-year-old yeah. personality and hormones. It's so complex in there, to be honest. I don't know, really. I think my son is. I think my son's proud. But they, as I say, he's still little and sweet and sort of malleable. You know. Yeah. 
the teen thing has been massive and really sudden. Like, she was still, before she got a phone and started at secondary school and stuff like that, I still felt relatively in, in control of her life. But as soon yeah. as that began, I felt like there was this huge shift. And it's normal and natural. And I talked about it with parents that have got kids older and they all say it's all not like even that you know shania twain it's like it's all <laughs> normal but it's really yeah. hard as a parent to let them go and let them move yeah. on when they start there's all these milestones like when they start school you have to let go i'd love to let go at this moment carrie oh, no, absolutely no, love no, to let go but... i think this must be a really tough age to be in the lockdown with your little oh, no. your little girl she's two and a half Josh. Josh, I found out today, you, your daughter goes down for a 90-minute nap, and I, I, I think you're moaning too much about this lockdown. No. I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, but I use that 90-minute nap to do this. Why? I like to work around the diaries of our guests and let them choose the time. Oh, shut up. Oh. If, I, if my kid was on a 90-minute nap, I would be starting this as soon as they woke up. That's how I wrote it. <laughs> and that is why I am a good husband. <laughs> Um, Kerry, so yes. do you think, is it difficult? Because I, I kind of I hadn't really considered this kind of teenage thing. Obviously, I, I've got time to prepare for it. But it, it, is it easy to go to yourself, oh, she's just being a teenager? Or do you kind of, do you find yourself taking it personally? I take it personally. It's only when I kind <laughs> of like read a book. I tell you who recommended a really good book. David Earl, of all people. Oh, yeah. We were moaning having a parent rant and he was talking about his son who's grown up now. He's got an older one, but he said, he's got little ones as well, but he's got an older son. And he said, I'll read this book called I Hate You, Take Me to the Mall or something like that. And um, it was really good. It was a really good book. It was really reassuring. Yeah. He sort of talked about just what's, you know, their hormones and all that stuff. Just a teenage brain is a crazy place. And I don't really remember being that age very well. My memory's mm. awful. <laughs> um, I just don't remember when I say to my mum like what was I like and she's like you're the same you're, they're, they're the same it's just a difficult age yeah because yeah, I've seen on like you know that all the silly memes and jokes on the internet about lockdown and stuff and it had yeah. a, a thing with like take a moment to feel sorry for the all the kids in year nine and there was like a insta post where someone said oh my god this lockdown i need to get back at school i've got my options coming up i just don't know what to do man and like <laughs> in their world the fact that they have to choose like geography over pe or history and yeah. i remember though it's all relative in that moment when you're in year nine that like, it's fed to you it's like you've got to pick this you've got to be that it is the biggest decision in the world and yeah, like, they, it, and because they're just so developing and trying, everything seems so stressful and final and big to them. Everything you know. is dramatic, and I'm quite a dramatic person as well, which I know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. So it's like an episode of EastEnders in here. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up. No, you shut up. You don't understand me. Have you um, flipped at any point? on this lockdown once where it was justified and once where you thought actually i've gone a bit overboard there that, all of that happens in any morning <laughs> <laughs> in any given time or day yeah i mean sometimes you kind of get it right i think you find with parenting sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong and it's just a very steep learning curve and because she's my eldest uh, I think my son gets a better deal, to be honest, because there are some things I've sort of worked out by the time I've got to him. <laughs> I do think, though, it's a gender thing as well, slightly, where my wife will clash with our daughters in a different way yeah. than I will. So I think sometimes, because you see yourself so much in them. I think mother-daughter stuff is complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
But I think one of the things, I don't know if it's just, if it will be the same when your girls all grow up, but Ben, my husband, has also felt like something happens with dads with daughters. They just get shut out from teen. They can suddenly go, no, I don't want my dad, and they just they can oh. be a bit... That's well, something to look forward to, isn't it? I think it's all right. It's not like normal. You can have like ups and downs, and you have you have to celebrate the little victories. That's the well, yeah. I'm quite looking forward to when we go swimming and they're a bit older, and I just palm them off to their mum into the changing rooms, and I'm like, no, I'm going into this one. Oh, See you no. in the pool. Oh, swimming so hard, isn't it, when they're little? Oh, everything. I've never known people to be so dry and wet at the same time and be undressed and dressed. <laughs> anything that needs to be dry is wet, and anything that needs to be wet is dry. I love it when you're in the swimming pool having a go at a kid and the acoustics like make it 10 million times yeah. <laughs> one little tip i would give to any people with young babies is when they start doing swimming lessons and you watch from the side wear as little clothes as possible because you don't realize how hot a swimming pool is if you're not in the water <laughs> i sat there in a hoodie dripping with sweat off my nose someone caught to me oh what class have you just finished no, I've just been sat down. Did you find the um, phone thing difficult, Carrie? Oh, I hate the phone thing. I hate it. She's on it all the time. All the text. And again, you want to look back on your own childhood or your own adolescence and go, okay, I can compare it to that. But there's no comparison for me because I didn't have any of that when I was a kid. Mm, yeah. So it's another world. And I feel like an old woman saying it. Like, oh, it's another world. But it is a different <laughs> world yeah that reminds me when i had lived in my first sort of house share when i left home we had an incoming calls only landline did oh, you yeah so if you wanted to ring out you had to go to the pub with loose change and ring whoever you wanted to ring and go right i'm going home now ring me back in five minutes i mean uh, harry i've always thought of you as quite young but that sounds like something from the war <laughs> <laughs> i know isn't that mad are you and how's cooking and stuff food do you all sit around as a family and have a meal yeah we try to yeah that is something we stick to um and i've tried to get her to do a bit of cooking actually while we're on the lockdown as well she made some cookies that she got off tiktok the other day they went straight in the bin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you have like a bad like a, a screen time rule with your children or is it just we try yeah i try I don't want to be like hardcore about it because I think when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to drink Coca-Cola or watch Benny Hill. And now I can't think of anything than watching Benny Hill drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bear in mind that if you put down two hard rules, they're just going to want yeah. to um, And uh, it feels like you've got quite a bit of spare time at the moment anyway, as your children are ignoring you, Kerry. Yeah. But if your you know, partner and your kids were like vanished away for the day and you had the entire day to yourself under lockdown rules, what would you be doing in the house? What would your day look like? Oh, gardening, 100%. I can't stop gardening. I've actually hurt myself quite badly today, so I can't do it any, but I've just oh, been... Oh, what's happened? I've, I've really, um, like, a thorn went quite deep into my knuckle and it's all swollen up. My oh, finger God. looks very weirdly phallic. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> it's a tiny little cock for a finger, so I can't. <laughs> tiny little finger cock. This is your typical radio ad while eating a crunch bar. This is Automatic of Auto's used cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. What would you say is the worst, if you had to pinpoint the one worst piece of parenting you've done since the lockdown? Um, oh, God, there's so much. <laughs> I mean, just... Sometimes you start the day, if you start the day wrong, just with the wrong attitude, yeah. it all goes to shit, doesn't it? The whole day is a write-off. You're like, we might as well go to bed and start again tomorrow because this day's ruined. I just think sometimes when I, I think I'm being kind of rigorous and she's like, you're being aggressive and then you get into an <laughs> argument. Do you know what I mean? Like where I'm like, right, what have you got today? What's today? Tuesday, right, what's Tuesday? What have you got on a Tuesday? And she's like, why are you shouting? <laughs> and we're immediately in to a confrontation. I'm like, I'm myself here. I thought we were talking about Tuesday. It just happened so quickly. That's sort of uh, and where's the dad in the kind of in the argument? What side is he? T- he's the same. We're both just sort of on the same page with it, really. So he's on your side. He yeah, doesn't think you're shouting at her. He'll come in and quietly go, "You are shouting, babe." You are. <laughs> <laughs> I get that told. I get told that I'm shouting as well by Lou and stuff. But I call it enthusiasm. Yes, exactly. You know, you think you're being funny, or you, you know, when you're sort of, I don't know, like you, you think you're being amusing, and it turns out you're not. You're just being aggressive. I get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I thought I thought it was sort of a bit ironic. I thought I was doing irony. They're like, no, yeah. you're doing aggression. Well, I, I did that the other day when uh, she was going to have uh, milk buttons, the oldest, and she's four-year-old, and I went, I'll get you some, yeah, I'll get you some, I'll get you some, and then I put a bit of broccoli on a plate, I went, there you go, and she went, what? I went, you wanted broccoli, didn't you? She went, no, I wanted banter! And I was like, okay, no, I'll take a bit of banter, a bit of banter, don't worry, there's a chocolate, you know, oh, no. Totally backfired. And you never know where their threshold of, like, tolerance, like, my friend's put the snowman on way too early, traumatised her daughter because he melted at the end. Yeah, like, you've really got to judge. Like you don't know until you know. Like some kids can watch, you know, Edward uh, Scissorhands or something, age four, or yeah. And other ones are like, no, I'm not ready for the snowman, age three. It's like you only know until you know. You only yeah. you only find out by failing. Yeah. Have you got friends that aren't parents that are having like a really chilled time? and telling you all about it, or are you... Yeah, I've got friends that don't have kids that are sort of... Some of them are feeling a bit isolated, you know, lonely and stuff like that. My parents are really missing their grandchildren, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, same here. It's really hard for them, you know, especially when... Do you FaceTime them? Yeah, we do a lot of Zoom and stuff, and they can tell that they're... You know how grandparents can see the kids growing up? They're like, bloody hell, they've really shot up, and you think, have they? I can't even tell yeah but they they really miss them they really miss them but no my childless friends are sort of yeah they're probably having quite a nice time but everybody's sort of had good days and bad days whatever the yeah sort of situation yeah you're it's in. very up and down and i think you shouldn't be too hard on yourself if you're feeling good you shouldn't feel guilty about feeling good and you shouldn't yeah. beat yourself up when you feel really down do you know what i mean you yeah. sort of just accept that you feel a bit blue today or you accept that you're happy today and just don't yeah. overthink it i think you don't want to be no i've got to feel positive you can't you can't bully yourself into being positive no absolutely i agree um kerry um uh, have you had anything that you plan to do over lockdown that you haven't done like um, is there anything that you've you, you set out to do 
if this ends tomorrow, if they like went on the news tonight and said, right, it's all we've got a vaccine now and the lockdown's over, and you went back to normal life tomorrow, I'd be like, oh shit, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go back. You can't pick up a mic with a big cock finger, can you? No. <laughs> Distracting. You won't be able to get any gear out. Oh, I could get I could get five minutes out of my cock finger. I mean, you'd be lucky. Thirty seconds max. <laughs> That's all I can get out of mine. <laughs> I've got a definite solid five minute routine on cock finger. Yeah, I mean, if you can't get five minutes out of your finger in the shape of a cock, give it up. It's a real shame, isn't it, to have a finger in the shape of a cock when there's no live comedy going on. What a waste for the world. <laughs> oh, just looking at it's it going, so oh, you close to having the funniest finger in comedy and you're locked down. <laughs> I'll ask you our final question, Kerry. Oh, look, um, my daughter's come in the room now. Do you want to ask her about my parenting? Oh, yeah, is your daughter there? Yeah, Elsie's here. Say hello. This is Rob and Josh. We're doing hello, hello, Elsie. Um, how's how's your mum doing with homeschooling, Elsie? Um, um, I'm not. Uh, I haven't got her in a net lock. <laughs> <laughs> Is your mum a bit aggressive, Elsie? Would you say in the way she speaks? Yes, I'm not. Because <laughs> your mum says that it's just a bit. She's got lots of energy, but does it come across a bit aggressive sometimes and shouty? It's never energy. It's always aggressive. There we are. Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> you could like, be our therapist. You could help us to uh, communicate What would you say, um, what's your favourite quality about your mum, Elsie? Um, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> this is a long pause, isn't it? <laughs> Stop being aggressive. Let her think, Kerry. <laughs> what's the best quality? You've got to get near the mic, Elsie. Uh, um... <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> Oh my Wait, God! Um, I know. <laughs> this uh, is terrible. Your, uh, <laughs> what's my best quality? <laughs> 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 uh, food. Cooking. Food. Cooking. So have you answered for your daughter there, Kerry? <laughs> <laughs> she said it. <laughs> she said it. <laughs> she said it. You, I don't think it's aggressive, Kerry, but you you, all, you sound quite alarmed all the time. Yeah. Like, so what's the best quality? It's like you're on a sinking ship and that's I, what's going to keep it up. I've gone trill, haven't I? Yeah, well, um, lovely to chat, Elsie, but she's good mum, isn't she? Are you proud of her stand-up stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's called a conversation with a 13-year-old. <laughs> Is that the best interaction you've had since lockdown? Yeah, that's the most I've had out of her since mid-March. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got a live argument? Is Elsie still there? No, she basically uses it. She went, can I Zoom my mates? And disappeared. So that's how this works. Every uh... exchange is like... No, there we are. Look, no, look. This is a live teenage exchange. You can Zoom your mates. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I was just asking. At least I asked. There you go. There you go. Still <laughs> <laughs> really refreshing to hear, Kerry. Yeah, it's like being in Kevin and Perry. It's like being trapped. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kerry, the final question is, has there been a highlight and low light of lockdown for you? A moment where you thought, ah, oh, this is bliss and a point where you thought, I can't deal with these kids, I can't deal with being in anymore? There's been, you know what, actually? I have had some really lovely moments where we've had some nice meals together and we've been in the garden we set up a ping pong table outside and it's the weather's been amazing isn't it i mean that's a real gift the weather mm. it's made such a difference so we were having a big game of you know table tennis and stuff like that so there's been some lovely moments where i have 
um I've thought actually usually life's so busy isn't it when you're sort of rushing around doing stuff it is quite hard to have those moments together so I've enjoyed that uh low points have been the school stuff I really feel like that's hard I I haven't got GCSE maths I'm well out of my depth with Mm. um, I really am and I can't I just I can't fake it. I can't pretend I know what they're doing. The math stuff. Yeah. I, I just I'm I can't. I'm at sea with that. So that's frustrating. I can't do homeschooling. It's a lifestyle choice, and I made it a long time ago that we weren't doing that. What I find difficult is I don't know if you find it. Some people are good at a lot of stuff, aren't they? Like you take them golf for the first time, they could do it or whatever or yeah. DIY. Well, I'm not very good at most things, but I'm very good at doing stand up. I, you know, I think I'm decent at doing that, and I yeah. do that all the time. And that sort of gives you a bit of self confidence you take into the rest of the world. Where I find when that's been taken away from you, and then you're trying to do stuff like maths that you just can't do, mm. sometimes it affects your self confidence a little bit because. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's re- it definitely rocks your self-confidence because that's the thing is we're all chosen our sort of chosen field and profession and off you go and you go down that path yeah. and suddenly it feels like you've been reset to do things that you're not really used to doing anymore, you know. So it's, it, it's been a real challenge. It is quite a big shift. I, I think yeah. everyone will come out of this a little bit changed, you know, a bit different. I hope so, yeah. I hope so. Well, it sounds like you're having a good time, so that's the main thing. It sounds like you're and having a good time. Just work it sounds on your like your daughter's having a good time. And also, as well, like you say, it depends where you put the bar. If you think you've got to come out of this with, like, you've written a novel and you've smashed parenting and la la la, oh. then you're going to be disappointed. You know, both, most of the time, you have to just go day by day and make sure that you all stay happy and healthy. I know that sounds a bit cliche. No, that is 100% the best way to think about it. I yeah. think if you're putting too much pressure on this time to be this kind of moment in your life when you took advantage of a bad situation to change everything for the better then you're not going to achieve yeah. that no and if you are going to achieve that please don't tell me about it <laughs> oh god can you wait oh those instagram posts from wankers i turned my life around in covid <laughs> Fuck off. i don't want to hear about it <laughs> Um, what a lovely way to end the interview. Well done, you. Yeah. Kelly, okay, <laughs> Kelly, well done, you, you fucking flash prick. <laughs> no, not Kerry's not a flash I prick. Can, I know. Oh, don't throw me on the bash. We'll just edit that bit in. After every answer, we'll just have Rob saying, well done, you, you fucking flash prick. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry, thanks so much. It's been oh, great. Thanks, mate. Thank you for asking me. I'm sorry that I can't be a bit more of a parenting guru. Well, you're you're perfect. Very insightful. That was Kerry Godleyman. Uh, Rob, yes. are you an aggressive parent? Well, Lou says, I think, I don't know if it's a working class thing or a South East London thing where Kerry's from, but I'm very loud and very enthusiastic mm. about making points, which my wife says I'm being aggressive, but I don't feel like I am. I feel like I'm enthusiastic. But after hearing Kerry to her daughter, and if I sound like that, it does sound a bit aggressive. So maybe yeah. I need to readdress how I speak. That was, it was a really amazing piece of luck that we actually got to hear it firsthand. Yeah. And a better piece of luck that we haven't received a text from Kerry saying, don't put that out, which I presume would be coming 20 minutes after the record. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was interesting as well. We saw with older kids as well, like the dynamic changes where with our young ones, you can't really talk to them properly without them overreacting or going mad. But when you've got like a proper like young woman in your house, they're having proper discussions like their colleagues at work, yeah. even though they're parent and daughter. So it's so it's so interesting. It made me wonder what I was like. I don't know if I was a particularly difficult kind of teenager. I don't remember it being like all out kind of warfare. Not that I'm saying that's what Kerry's is, but like 
Do you know what I mean? I, I remember it being, were you an easy teenager or? Yeah, I, I do think teenage boys are easier than teenage girls. Yeah. Where they lock themselves in a room and wank themselves into a frenzy, in my experience. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> girls are more emotionally mature and, and there's that sort of clashing and want to talk about things where boys just close up and don't yeah. want to think. So my mum's main issue is that with us was like, Oh, you don't tell me anything. Where have you been? What you do? Nothing, mum. Leave me alone, mum. Where I think yeah. it's different with girls. And I think, yes, yeah, so it's just different relationships. But yeah, I don't remember it being all out warfare. But there was a lot of people in my house, a lot of stuff going on. We played out yeah. a lot. I remember my mum and dad saying to me, like, oh, so-and-so's coming to stay this weekend. Go and find someone's house to stay at. And we'd have to go around up with mates down the road to stay. Oh, wow. Well, like, you had a lot of people in your house, didn't you? How many brothers and sisters? Yeah. No, but they're half brothers and sisters. So they grew up in separately to me so it was okay. like having cousins so I think I was pretty easy I think I um I, I don't think I wanted to talk about anything in the way that you say teenage girls do I think from the age of seven I've never wanted to talk about anything like that no with anyone and that continues to this day yeah do you know what I always found the maddest and the, the Spice Girls would always do this oh yeah go they'd on. always go um ah do you know what my mum's my best friend and I think you fucking loser yeah you absolutely loser. Yeah, yeah. I bet she's shit at Call of Duty. How can she be her best mate? <laughs> hey, how is your mum your best friend? Come on, mate. Yeah. Who's your second best friend? The dinner lady? What's going on here? <laughs> if my daughter said to me that I was her best friend, I'd think, fuck, I've messed up here. I've done yeah. some bad parenting here. <laughs> right. Uh, if you want to get in touch with anything we've talked about in this episode, for instance substitute toys that have got out of hand or stories of what you were like as a teenager then this is how to get in touch email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on twitter at lockdown parents don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and uh, review us five star reviews give us some feedback uh, we're climbing up the charts again Josh we're in a sort of we've gone back to number two haven't number we two. we went down to three for a bit but I didn't mind it's Catherine Ryan and she's really yeah. good Ross Kemp's dropped like a stone a bit hopefully oh, may have delighted a bit delighted to see off the Kemp cast <laughs> Battered him away. It's just Louis Theroux. But the problem, what I found is, I had a quick look at our reviews. A lot of people have been going, yeah, um, you mentioned Louis Theroux so much. I listened to the podcast. It's quite a good one. <laughs> so, I feel like we should not mention him anymore because right. I don't think that's helping our calls. Do you know what? I listened to I, I listened to uh, the what first episode of Louis Theroux. I'm sorry. You're self-sabotaging. He didn't mention us once. It's almost... Oh. It's, I feel like us and Catherine Ryan are Man City and Leicester, and Louis Theroux is Liverpool. Twenty yeah. points clear. It's a but. But they can't sustain it. He'll stumble. He'll have a yeah, Watford. He'll exactly. Have a Watford. He'll forget to book someone one week. He'll have an absolute stinker or absolute rotter of an interview on there, and we can sneak up and grab first. We really, you know, if you want to come on the podcast, we would love oh, you on the podcast. Let's get him on the podcast. Who's, who's got his number? Let me try and get. No, Romesh has had him on something else. I'll get his number off Romesh now. Friday, we have a man with six children. Oh, six. Boris. Oh, lovely. Do you know what? I find it amazing that we haven't made a joke about Boris. <laughs> I know. He's got so many kids. It'd be a great also, guest. Also, what a great guest he'd be. He's had a kid during lockdown. Yeah. He's our dream guest. Well, we shoot. You don't do any fucking briefings anymore. I'm doing one Sunday night. Oh, yeah. What are you, a vicar? You're supposed to work <laughs> every day, you prick. Get him on here. Jason Manford on Friday yeah. as well. Jason Manford on Friday, Boris Johnson after that. Thank you very much. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye.